Podcast Network. The entire Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Studio. Hey, Elisa, episode 85. 85. What are we going to do for 100? I don't know. We have 15 more episodes to figure it out. That's Look at that mental have... math I just did right there. Okay. The I mean, it wasn't Carol that hard. It wasn't that hard. Um, but are, like Lisa Woods and Steph Copley here, by the way. Thir- yeah. Hey, um, 30 weeks. I feel like actually that's a long time. So we probably don't need to start planning quite yet. It's never too early. Because we do this every other week. I don't know if you guys have caught on to that. but Yeah, that's thanks, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> we want to give a shout out to the sponsor of the Title IX podcast, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. They've been our longtime sponsor. Since we were teenagers in the teenage episodes, Elisa, and now we're 85. Oh, thanks, Ivy. We appreciate you. We appreciate your continued sponsorship. And we won't retire. Never. We hope you sponsor us forever. Yeah, Lisa has a cold. So uh, if she starts hacking or fades away for a moment, now you know why. If you're going to hear a lot of mouth breathing on this episode, I, I feel like I have a cold every other episode. Yeah, which would you be do a lot. once a month. I That's do, probably pretty accurate. These dirty little kids like to cough in my mouth. Little petri dishes. Also, the one that goes to daycare, um, he'll just be eating, eating, and then all of a sudden he's done eating, but it's like mid chew. Oh no! And so then it all just he just spits it all out. It's like the opposite of a baby bird. Yeah. Like yeah. he's the one chewing yeah. and he gives it back to you. Yeah. And so I just have to like stick my hand under there to catch it all. It's just Kids like are disgusting. He's just They're seriously disgusting. When he's done, he's done. They're yeah. so gross. We went on, went on a road trip and he wanted water. Of course, I would like mm-hmm. my child to have water, but he insisted on having it from a bottle. You know, when you're on a 10 hour road trip, you just want to like, keep the peace. So I would give yes. him a bottle and I never learned because he poured it in his cup holder <gasps> every time. <laughs> I would say four times he poured his entire little water bottle out into the cup holder. So he made himself a little splash pad right there yeah. in his car seat. Yeah. He also drew all over his legs mm-hmm. with marker and mm-hmm. at, at it was like the last two hours of the trip. And I was like, you know what? Do it. Yep. Might as well. I know. There, like, there's a certain off. level where you're just like, whatever you need to do to stop talking right. and whining and moving, do right. it. And I mean, of all the things for kids to do, riding honestly, I feel like writing on yourself with a, with an like washable marker. Why isn't that more of an activity? You know what I mean? <laughs> But really, it washes yeah, right off. I mean, that's true. Take For some reason, even as a little kid, I have always, I have never liked having like pen or marker on Really? Yes. I used to write on my hands all I, the time. I never it drove could. my dad was, insane. I just, it always freaked me out. No, it I has it. forever. I used There's to write some we'll all ahead, sorts sorry. of things. I would like write notes. The, no, the answers to tests. 
all over my hands and then I'd get nervous and my hands would sweat. Yeah. You'd be like, ah, does that say mitochondria or, <laughs> mito- or the, whatever, <laughs> whatever the alternate right. options for mitochondria are? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Does that say, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't that's... think of it. Photosynthesis. There you go. Those are two sciencey words. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you were on a road trip to a wedding this weekend, right? I was. And oh. I missed everything. Yeah. So you missed. So what happened? All right. Well, Elisa, <laughs> we lost. Oh. We lost the football game to Oklahoma State. I don't know if you've heard yet. Well, that blows. It does. You know, I won't bore you with the details. Okay. <laughs> but I would like to sit, discuss something with you. Okay. So I tweeted over the weekend that I think the coaching staff needs start needs to start answering some questions. Yeah. And not re- not coach speak. I'm talking actually give us some answers. Yeah. And I had some people disagree with me saying now is not the time for a coach to start throwing people under the bus publicly. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I don't I don't think he's going to go out there and say Tom Manning called one shitty game. Like that's not what <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that. And I don't think he's going to say But if he did. Well, <laughs> but if he did. Wouldn't that be something? And yeah, I also he don't did, think he's... I would make a coin with his face on it. We're <laughs> <laughs> saving that one for somebody special. I just like I don't think he's gonna go. Jalen Noel really cost us the game with that drop pass. Like I, I don't want him to do that. He's right. not that kind of guy, and I genuinely don't want him to do that. Right. But and that's what not I'm true. saying, no, is he needs to call himself out. I mean, he is the CEO of this football program. When multi-million dollar businesses, Fortune 500 companies start failing, who is responsible? The CEO. I don't think the CEO knows all of the things that are going down at the very lower level, but that is both the benefit and the risk of being the CEO. And Matt Campbell's the CEO. And now he has to answer questions. Yeah. And I think we said this a few weeks ago, but if he's going to keep coming out week after week with this coach speak, he needs to start living it. We're not winning in the margins. We're not the best versions of ourselves. We're undisciplined. We have turnovers, drop passes, penalties. And I, we have really never won in the margins ever. You know, it's those types of things. We've won games. And so we've kind of looked past those coach speak things, but we're not winning right now. Yeah. I just think what would make me happy is if he came out and said, you know, we made some decisions from a coaching staff that were wrong and didn't put our guys in the best position to win. Like those kinds of answers to me, we can read between the lines. He know, we know what he's saying. We know he's talking about specific plays and he's not, I just, it's time for that. Right. And then he can go into more specifics after the season. But do you agree with me or do you, are you more on the line of, we can't call people out at this point? I mean, I don't think I'm ever on the, on the side of we don't have to call like we can't call people out i think that i mean i think it's completely appropriate i think that if we expect i don't know we like we talk about it on twitter and stuff and we talk about it here and we listen to it on the radio and stuff like that and like really like sports are just a reason to like create content and to like like that's enjoy enjoy and to i mean but like, he's that's paid what, a lot of money. And right. Like, and he has a job to do. We're all talking about it. Like, you might as well just say what we're all saying. <laughs> I mean, it's it kind of makes you look a little bit like, I don't want to say. More credible? I, no, I just don't want to say that it makes, like, I, he, I don't think that he's dumb. 
but it oh, makes you look kind of it makes you look kind of dumb when you don't see that like we all say right. that about like kirk ferentz like well it makes him look right. kind of dumb when he doesn't right. see like that right. his own son isn't doing a great job like it, it like just say what we're all thinking yeah because okay we're on the same you page. pretending that it's not happening is like well why are you the football coach then if you don't see that this is happening if you're not going to like admit that this is happening then you're you're either like not seeing it which is wild to me right or he's just stubborn doesn't want to say it out loud right and so and i think that it's that stubbornness that has cost us like not having a special teams coach yeah holding on to your buddies the guys who have coached with you for a long time but also that stubbornness has like kept him at iowa state for and it's done wonders for him like right but it's you're exactly right you there's a line though like and he's walking it yeah and it's getting finer and finer yeah and i like i say this every time because i'm i feel like i have to even though i shouldn't have to i'm very thankful for coach campbell i'm glad he's here i want him to stay it has nothing to do with that i just right. you know we've kind of passed that honeymoon period and the season's been rough and i you know, I think it's time he has to answer some yeah. questions and make some changes. I think that it's the case of like a boy crying wolf. Like yeah. you're going to say like, we're winning in the margins. If you're going to say that a hundred times and 99 times we aren't, then you're going to keep saying it. And I'm going to keep rolling my eyes at it. Right. Like it, it just loses its luster. luster. It loses its meaning. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the magic of what you're saying, the, you know, the charm wears off. Yeah. The charm wears off. And I think that that's kind of the case here is it's like, let's just, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Here. Like this team isn't good. You really talked them up at the start of the season and maybe you shouldn't have done that. And, you know, we probably are guilty of jumping on thinking they were better than they were because right. before the season, we, I think we probably thought six and six is probably what we're going to get, which we may not get there, but seven and five is doable. So, you know, he may end up with a season that was within our original expectations, but these, the way they've lost some, some of these games has been very frustrating and it's issues that have plagued us and our talent was able to overcome them in the last few seasons. And this year, those I think are getting exposed. And I think too, like if we even look ahead to next year, if we hear rumblings during the off season that somebody's mm-hmm. really good, I'm going to be like, mm, do you really show have an us? Eye? Right. Do you really have an eye for talent? Right. You know what I mean? Like, do you really know what it looks like when you're watching a guy in practice? Do you really know what it looks like when you're watching them in the spring? Do you really know what they look like two a days in the summer? Like, do you really know what that's going to look like on the field, because it seems like you don't. And it's hard because what's a coach supposed to say? Yeah, we right. are guys, but, but like, I, it just kind of feels like we aren't getting the, any nuggets of truth at this point. And right. you're right. A little, even a little humility here and yeah. there. Um, with respect to where some of our weaknesses are a little honesty and humility with that, I think would go a long way right, right. now. And I think like, there's a lot of this that's like, you know, these are 18, 19 year old kids and, mm-hmm. you know, 
he's the greatest coach we've ever had this and that, but it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but look at this season. Does this season look like the type of season that's building a massive like entertainment district outside of Jack Trice? Yeah, Does right. this look like the type of team that is going to like, bowl in the the end zones like does this right. look like the, the momentum of- needs to keep going right. even does, in a down year right right I think that I think that it I would hope that he wishes that he could have had that the hype at the beginning of the season back mm-hmm. and he could have not been like this is going to be the greatest team you've ever seen and yeah. I, I don't think he necessarily said that but there were definitely rumblings of like guys this might be well and there were rumblings of specific players yes yeah. like the, this might be the best that we've ever had in this position yes right. and it's like stop like mm-hmm. let the game play and then we can say it like i you know I and you know. you bring up a really good point um i think that i think what you said about is this the kind of team that's going to you know help build this massive entertainment i think you struck a nerve there because we need to be able to keep momentum going and keep growing even in down years. And this year has felt like as the season's gone on, certain things have actually regressed. Right. So this is a great point. Um, But my other thought about the game was (coughs) why does it feel like Iowa always gets what we can't have because their offense is just as bad as ours. It might even be worse and they're going to back themselves into the freaking big 10 championship game. Yeah. And I know the big 10 West is, trash and the i don't big want any West part is of it. like the g league of the big 10 <laughs> but still like still and i think most I iowa a, fans would acknowledge I have thoughts that. and i guess that they did play michigan and ohio state this year yes but if you yes. don't play michigan or, or ohio state you're not in the big 10 you're in the big 10 g league the junior league the, the jv yeah. i just remember i was thinking about this today um, this is like the perfect analogy. I remember as a kid watching Iowa play and I always felt like the running backs fell forward for a yard or two, even when they got stuffed, like they were just always falling forward a yard or two, never falling backwards. And I, I want that extra yard or two. I want to fall forward. Damn it. Freaking Hawkeyes. True. It's true. Let's talk about something happier. Basketball season is here. We are rolling. Alisa, I think our men's team is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So much like last year, like, super easy to cheer for They're going to be really painful offensively sometimes, but yeah, the, the guys are scrappy. They're blue collar. They're hustling. They're going to be fun to watch and fun to cheer for. And we had a surprise year last year. Yeah. And you know what I didn't hear during the off season this year, how great we're going to be. This is going to be the greatest team you've ever seen. Yeah. Didn't hear I, that. Okay. Okay. I actually had, this is perfect. I I've been thinking about the differences between coach Campbell and coach Otts. Yeah. And so, all right. So these guys on they're playing North Carolina A and T. Okay. I don't even know who that is, but the guy, our Iowa state is playing balls to the wall. Like they are hustling, diving AT era, North Carolina A and T had 11 field goals and they turned it over 19 times. Okay. So these guys are playing hard. And I think the difference between Otz and Campbell is Otz's guys are bought in fully and completely. Like you can see it. They are out there just like all in. And I'm not suggesting the football players aren't all in. Um, I just don't think they're quite bought in this year at the same level. It's not quite the same. Like Otz's guys are, 
Ots has his own quote unquote winning in the margins. You know, they have their their kills thing. They have this big Rob energy stick they're going for, but they're living it and doing it. Like they are yeah. in. And I just think that's going to be the difference long-term between Ots and Coach Campbell is I feel like Ots is walking the walk and talking less, talking the talk less. Yeah. And right now it feels like Coach Campbell is talking the talk more and walking the walk yeah. less. And I think too that like, I think Coach Campbell has put in has been put into an impossible situation. Yes, where like literally, if he he's like the biggest celebrity in the state. <laughs> yeah, like and if he so much as like flies somewhere, everyone's like, yeah. oh dear God. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, you're right. You're and right. I think that like he is getting far more questions than Ots is, and at some point you get sick of saying like, you know, we're going to have to work hard. This team is right. a great, you know, this team right. that we're going to play is really great. At, at some point, the coach speak, you start to slip and you start to just say like, this is greatest effing team we've ever seen. You know <laughs> what I mean? Just to like, see what people say. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but do you think Campbell's doing that? I don't know. I don't think he is. I think he's, I don't think he is. No, I, I just think that like, I think that the number of questions that he gets asked and the frame, and he hates it. But I also he, think that like the, like the lens, the frame with which the questions are asked, yeah. they're asked to get the answer that they want. Yeah. And eventually they're going to get the answer that they want, whether they have to like tweak it a little, <laughs> put a comma somewhere where it doesn't belong, <laughs> like the Oxford comma somewhere <laughs> it doesn't belong. Like, I think that he is scrutinized far more than Ots is. And I think You're, that like, that's fair. The magnifying glass is on him far more. Like Ots was a surprise last year and we're like, Hell, if we go 500 this year, it's great. But Matt Campbell is like, well, if we don't improve every year, then do we need to get rid of him? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think that he has just gotten to a place. I think that Campbell's gotten to a place in his tenure at Iowa State where it's just very tense. And well, I don't know if he yes. knows how to deal with that. You're right. And because he has reached a point where... We are, we have reached points with him that have never been reached before and to reach any points higher. It's really difficult. We've talked yeah. about it a ton, how we have, you know, we're with the trajectory is great, but to make that those, that next little turn, it's like almost impossible. And yeah. you're right. He's there. And so it's a lot easier for him to um, falter and stumble. Right. right. That's a great point. I think like, I just want to be clear that I hope, Matt Campbell stays for another 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think I he's hope, culturally a great fit. Right. I think that he is the right fit for us. However, as a human being, as a coach, I think that he needs to evolve a little bit. And yes, like all we're asking is a little evolution. And to maybe loosen up a little bit on that coach speak and let us see you, buddy. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That is that is totally it. Agreed. Coach Collis will walk you through it. We'll do it for free. Listen, I don't think I can. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of the men's basketball team, 
Yes, I'm the women's so excited. basketball team. Oh no, yeah, the men's basketball team. I'm oh yeah, so no, excited. I thought like, I thought you were gonna say the women. No, I brought us excited. back to football. So okay, I yeah, yeah, go yeah. Back yeah. To um, basketball, that I I am very excited for this team. It's interesting because I haven't quite memorized who everybody is. I know this is my <laughs> favorite part of this. The every year, especially now with the transfer portal, it's yeah. like ooh, yeah. You're like wait, wait, wait. Yes, and I think that um, Steve Prohm's last year, I never got there. There were guys on that team that came out and I was like, I don't even know who that is. We just, we weren't invested in them because they weren't invested in in Iowa State basketball. And I don't blame them. Like I get it, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, and, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's going to be a fun, um, fun season and it's a fun team and, I don't know. They're just interesting to watch. You know, you know, us as Cyclones love that, like get on the floor, run after the ball. Like we love that kind of stuff. And the women's team is like the polar opposite of that. We know everybody coming back. Um, but one person that's new, a newbie, is Stephanie Suarez. And Elisa, it's been so fun to actually get to see her play. She's got a little bit of I don't know, um, getting used to the big 12 to do (laughs) because you can see that the level of play is already a little different, but I think she is the missing piece and it's going to be a really fun season ahead. They, um, they rolled in their first two non-con games. They have another non-con this week against you and I at you and I on Wednesday. And this is where I wanted to go with this, Elisa. Uh, yesterday, so on, we're recording Monday night, Sunday afternoon, I took Corey, my seven-year-old to the Drake, Iowa game, which is another in-state game. Um, do you care if I talk about it for a couple minutes? Yeah, I want to hear about it. Okay. So first of all, it was a wild game. Drake took number four, Iowa to overtime. It was 92, 86 Iowa win at the end. Caitlin Clark had 28 points, but she was only nine of 28 shooting. That is a lot of shots. (laughs) I think the bigger story was uh, Monica Sinano, 36 points, their center. She is fantastic. For Drake, sophomore guard, um, Tati Dinabier of Waukee was the star. She was the 2020 Gatorade Player of the Year in the state. You probably remember her. She had 24 points, and she was a problem for Caitlin Clark, which I want to talk about in a minute. But first of all, shout out to Drake. It was a sellout, but I also need to shout out to Iowa fans. They came out in droves. We got there about 20 minutes before and it was packed already. I'm pretty sure the Iowa fans outnumbered the Drake fans and they were loud. They were so loud. And I just think there's that Ray Gun shirt that I wore that I was the center of the women's college basketball universe. And how lucky are we? We have Iowa and Iowa State, two rabid women's basketball fan bases. You have Drake and you and I, who are always solid programs. And I just am very thankful that we do the home and away with you and I and Drake the way we do. I think it makes for amazing matchups like yesterday. Really cool opportunities for families and little kids to go out and see players that they wouldn't otherwise get to. And I just think about, I, uh, Carol, I'm, I'm a Carol High School grad. And I've talked about her before on the podcast, but Sarah Stribe was my all-time idol. And she ended up playing basketball at Drake um, when I was in elementary school. And I remember going to the Knapp Center to watch her. I remember exactly where I sat. Lisa Bluter was Drake's coach at the time. And it had this crazy, profound impact on me. And I just kept thinking about all the little girls yesterday afternoon who were having that same experience and watching these really this really high-level basketball game. 
So I'm just super thankful for the fans of women's basketball in this state, super thankful for the women who play here. We're so stinking lucky. And um, our friend Adam, who listens to the pod and reaches out to us a lot, said, do you think we're, you know, we're in there with the Connecticut's, the South Carolinas and Texas of the world who watch and care about women's basketball the way they do? And yes, absolutely. There's I we're in there. We have we're the only state in the country with two top 10 teams right now. Um, so I just very thankful, but what I wanted to get your take on was something a little controversial. Oh, Caitlin Clark. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's an incredible singular player. She can play one-on-one against anybody. I mean, she is stellar. She's flashy. Her pull-up that we've all seen on Twitter on those Twitter reels is insane. What she's done for the game is incredible. But she has some weaknesses within the context of the college game. She doesn't really play a whole lot of lockdown defense. Like I said, um, Dinabir from Drake took her one-on-one a lot and successfully so. <laughs> and comparatively, Lexi and Emily are like lockdown defenders. Yeah. And I think our collective guard play, meaning our Iowa State guards, are a lot more complete and whole than Iowa's guards. <clears throat> Iowa's guards, excuse me. I think Caitlin could take Lexi one-on-one. I think she could take Emily one-on-one. But if you give me Iowa's guards versus Iowa State guards, like the whole tr- you know troop as a whole, I take our guards 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. I and mean, I'm just curious what you think about that. You say she could take Lexi. I don't know. Like Lexi is probably You're one right. of the best guards in the game. And right Lexi now. guarded her great last year against yeah. um, Iowa in Hilton. You're right. Yeah, definitely. So I I don't know. I think that she's a, I think I wouldn't be so quick to say that. I I would love to see her guard her. Um, I would say that that uh you're right. But I think I think that offensively Caitlin is better than Lexi. And I think that that would give her the edge one-on-one. But I would take Lexi and Emily against Caitlin and whoever, park whoever in there, 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think think that I'm just saying if Caitlin was on offense and Lexi was on defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just think Iowa is beatable. I really do. Yeah, And I think Drake showed that. And the one maybe... I don't know, advantage that Iowa, well, it's definitely an advantage is that it's at Carver. And I know the Iowa fans at uh, the nap were nuts yesterday. And I know they're going to be even yeah. more nuts in December when we go, but <sighs> she's beatable. You guys, we can take down the Hawkeyes again. I'm Somebody so said like that, that the women go to play the, the in-state rivals. They go to play, do mm-hmm. the men yeah. go to play them? Not any, um, not really anymore. They, they used to do that come. big four classic. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, but I now sold, I don't think I sold many a ticket to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like we don't play you and I this year or Drake. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I was scheduled, but I'm thankful we do. I, I think it's great for women. <laughs> yeah. I think it's okay. Awesome. Uh, shout out to our girl, Hope Wood, um, hopewoodjd.com. We talked about her a lot. She does a will and a day program. Um, it's, and we joke about it a lot and I try to do a lot of silly segues, but it really is important, especially around the holidays, just get everything in order. Um, hopewoodjd.com, use the code fanatic for $50 off. I used her, my family used her. Um, we went in, 
got things taken care of in a couple of hours and we're good to go. And on top of it all, she's a fantastic human being. So check out hopewoodjd.com. Alisa, should we take a quick break and then get into some other stories? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. (laughs) Okay. All right. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Okay. So this is a wild story, Elisa. We mentioned this on the last podcast. But there were some allegations of harassment and body shaming that had been made against Iowa State soccer head coach Matt Fannin. At the time, several student athletes had come out against him. And there were also, to be fair, a few that had come out in support of him. And at the time, Iowa State declined comment. And the story just kind of settled for a couple of weeks. Well, last week, Iowa State, without any explanation or warning gave Matt Fannin a two-year extension on his contract. The contract was not set to expire until 2024. And if we're judging by wins and losses, it's a little bit questionable as well. His three scene rec- three season record at Iowa state is 11, 27 and nine. And this team went 0 seven and two in the big 12 this season. And at the time they made the extension, those serious accusations were still out there and Iowa state had still declined to comment. (laughs) We were talking about this earlier and really what comes to mind is Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers on SNL weekend update. Really? 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 And I really, to be really, do they think I don't, nobody's talking about this? Well, here's the deal, okay? I don't have a lot of answers. I just have a lot of questions. Was there an investigation? Was he cleared? If there was an investigation, how in-depth was it? We don't know because Iowa State has chosen not to comment. And here's the deal. Like, I understand that you maybe can't go into specific deals about an investigation, but some context would be helpful. Right. The register asked Iowa State if any Title IX complaints had been filed and if any um, complaints had been filed with the Office of Equal Opportunity. And instead of declining or confirming, Iowa State just said no comment. So without any context whatsoever, I don't care. Like, frankly, if we find out that none of these accusations were true, I don't care because the optics of this are horrendous. Right. It looks worse than bad. It looks like a big middle finger to the student athletes who decided to come out and comment. And it also feels like a middle finger to me, who is just a concerned female. Right. It looks like the athletic department says, we don't take this seriously. And I think I could even go a step further to say, it looks like the athletic department says, we are taking it seriously and we choose the coach. Yeah. And it just like nothing about it sat well with me. The press release, um, Callie Sanders said, in the last three years, there's been an overwhelming confidence in the leadership of our soccer program and the trajectory of the team's future. Developing a winning culture takes time, and our coaching staff and student athletes are united in working towards the competitive results that we desire. And I don't know, in the face of these allegations, that just seems really flippant and arrogant to me. Right. And I don't have... I'm going to be honest, like I don't pay a lot of attention to Iowa State soccer. I ha- 
I, I enjoy, you know how much I enjoy soccer. I just haven't, I don't feel a lot of personal stake in Iowa state soccer, but I took this personally in this climate. We, we talked a ton about the national women's soccer league harassment scandal where players are ignored and their allegations are treated as fake, not true, not important. This just feels really heavy handed and brash and almost a little authoritarian authority. Wait, authoritarian, right? That's how you say that, right? Authoritarian. Why does that sound authoritative? So it just sounds like someone, you know, bringing down a, a yes. hammer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think this is one of those issues that needs to be treated with grace and some nuance and thoughtfulness. And this is just, this isn't it. This ain't it, as the kids say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it just feels it feels. Weird. Gross. It feels wrong. Yes. Yeah. Gross it feels is- like there's something there that, that people aren't saying. And it's like, what do we have to do to get somebody to say something about this? Either. Yes. Either say there's nothing there and here's why. Yeah. Or there's something there and we're ignoring it. And here's why. Like, right. It, because I don't like it. Remind me. So they, um, they told her that they That's would. That's the right word. They, what? <laughs> they told her that she could stay on scholarship, but she wouldn't yes. be on the team anymore. Yes. Essentially, if she quit the team. Yeah. That was one of the, that was um, Ms. Wee. Yes, that was her. So we think and that- it wasn't just her, though. I mean, there were several other players who came forward who chose to remain anonymous for obvious reasons. Right. So they've just decided like, OK, we settled it here and everyone's happy, but we're not happy. I'm very not happy. And it just like, why, why did you extend the contract? And, (laughs) and with the praise that was in the, I don't know. It just all the trajectory of the team. Like, are they getting better? And, and I love, I love it when they say like, you know, a culture takes time and a winning, a winning program takes time. And it's like, Oh, okay. So why don't you give it a little time then? What about their, what about it makes you think that they're mm-hmm. going to start winning somewhere? Mm-hmm. Like, let's and, just, and frankly, let's, if, let's just if let these contracts expire. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know, like anytime there's an allegation of any wrongdoing, throwing out the culture word is a little freaky to me. Right. I don't know. So I, I, I don't have answers except that I know his contract got extended and right. that the Iowa States made no comment. So. I'm just going to say that, when I need a new driver's license, I wait until the year that I need it to go and get it. That's we'll how I operate there. as a human being. I have some good soccer news. Please tell me. The U.S. Women's National Team broke their three-game losing streak on Sunday oh, that's in a two-to-one win against Germany. Yeah, it was getting really, that was really rough out there. Yeah, three-game losing streak. Former players were not happy. That was their well, last match of 2022. Head into World Cup here um, as the calendar turns over to 2023. So let's let's hope that momentum. It kind of seemed like something shifted on Sunday in their win against Germany. So let's hope it carries forward. I love that, Elisa. In yeah. a survey conducted by the National Research Group, 2,500 sports fans were asked if they've watched more women's sports than they did five years ago. Um, about 30 percent of those said yes. So 750 or so. Out of those 750, guess what the number one reason was for their increase in viewership? The Title IX podcast. Yes. I meant the second reason. (laughs) It Um, was. This will shock you. No, wait. Let me guess. 
It's on TV. It's on TV. <laughs> I don't know. We've never said this before, but it's almost <laughs> like when you make women's sports accessible, people watch. It's just crazy. It's crazy. <sighs> Did you um, see? Speaking of, do it. Do it. I know what you're going to say. The women's rugby? No. Oh, the Notre Dame. Yes. Who did they play? Notre Dame and Cal. Cal, yeah. Played the first ever televised women's best college basketball game on NBC. Which... Televised on NBC. And not on the NBC. First ever televised. <laughs> That's right. Which is like, I sometimes I just think I read these. I'm like, it's 2022. You're telling me NBC has never aired a women's college bet. No. And I get that part of it is contract stuff. And, you know, ABC and ESPN have had those rights. But my God. Anyway, it was a heavens Notre Dame. To Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. It was a Notre Dame win over Cal. They also had Notre Dame is, um, I think, top 10 of the country. They were number nine at the time. Um, they had an all-female announcing crew for that game. So that's kind of a fun one. Love okay, that. tell me about rugby. Okay, yeah. So the Rugby World Cup um, was the other day, I guess. Um, We've lost all track of days. But um, they had 42,500 people in attendance for the Where? rugby. But I didn't World even know. Cup. I'll be honest and say I didn't know there was a World Cup of rugby. I know. I, it looks like it was at Eden Park in New Zealand. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I think I've told this story before, but it's one of my favorites. I visited the University of Iowa on a college visit, and we were sitting in the, you know, like I outside admit of that. It's okay. I didn't go there. I cried right after I left because I hated it so much, and that's a true story. Um, <laughs> but we're sitting outside the admissions office, me and my dad, and there's this girl there with crutches and this huge knee brace, like not your normal ACL knee brace. This sucker was huge. My dad's like. So what'd you do? And the girl goes, it's a rugby injury. And I just looked at my dad like, what? <laughs> Have I this told you no my rugby story? I don't know. So for some reason, I was just obsessed with rugby going into um, college. Okay. And I, I don't know how. I don't know where I even heard about it. But I was convinced that I was going to play on the rugby club team. Okay. And this, uh, this girl and I was my at Iowa State, and this girl on my floor played on the team, and so she was mm -hmm. like, "Hey, yeah, like come up, come try out, whatever." You didn't really have to try out; everyone was just kind of on the team. Mm -hmm. So, I came, um, went to a couple practices. It was fun. I like I like sports, so it was super fun. I learned a lot about it. Whatever. The first game, I scored a try, which is like their touchdown. Scored a try, and then. Um, they let me know after it that since oh, no. it was my first ever try, then at the party that night, I had to oh, run no. around the field naked. Oh, that my was, God. That was my first and last game. Didn't go to the party. Never came back to any of the games. Do you think they would have? You've never told me that before. Yeah. Do you think they would have actually made you do it? I have no idea, but I was 18. And you're and too scared like, to find out. I'm not going to do that. So never went back. I feel like you do that now. I probably would do that now, but when I was 18, like first month of college, amazing. Just, I wish you would have stuck it out. I feel like you could yeah, have been a badass rugby player. Maybe, but I was you just like, got the, you nope, got the not grit. for me. I feel like you could scare some people. Maybe, but it was just like, no, I don't think so. Hmm. 
but I mean, I do feel pretty proud that I scored my very no, I'm proud first of game. you. Yes. That's amazing. But I was well, like, what could have been? Yeah. Uh, been kudos. a lot of scared people down at towers <laughs> watching me run around the field naked. Oh, Elisa. Uh, kudos to Lachelle Nelson, who was the side judge at the Iowa Wisconsin game over the weekend. I discovered that she is the first black female ref in the Big Ten. Dope. She what? Dope. I thought you said nope. I was like, what do you mean? Nope. Yes, she nope. is. Nope. Yes, no, she is. Cool. She's actually been a um college so official for a couple of years. Half of Arnold's vernacular, like the word dope, and I sound like an idiot dope. saying that. Okay, tell me about her. Um, she is the, in the NFL officials program. So hopefully we'll see here on Saturday or sorry, it's not Saturday Sundays in a few years, but, (laughs) um, so there was a story about her in the Gazette. It was reporter Aaron Jordan and she, uh, Ms. Nelson told a amazing story about her high school football refing days. She said my first varsity high school game, there was a little fight among the players. I said, gentlemen, we're not going to have that today. And a player came up to me and said, you can't yell at us. You sound like our mama. And she said, son, I am your mama today. <laughs> I just like, oh my I gosh. sat there. I could just like picture that in that poor yeah. kid, like, oh, okay. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> Take my flip flop off and whack you in the back of the head. So good for her. She, um, the coolest part is that she is still, she works full time still. And she's, um, she's very high up in the financial services industry in Dallas. Oh. So she's, she's one of those badass women that we like to celebrate here on the podcast. Oh, I love that. You were going to mention Sabrina Ionescu. Was I, she, uh, I thought she was quitting basketball. <laughs> she's not quitting basketball. She's still in WNBA. We confirmed. She is. So she was just hired as the, I want to get her exact title right because I know that's important. It's something to the- I have it, I think. No, Um, I want to say it. Okay. I want to say it. Okay. (laughs) The director of athletic culture at Oregon. Yeah. I, I think this is cool because she's obviously someone who is going to have the respect of the athletic department. Um, she'll probably have their ear and I imagine she, because she's so young and was just at Oregon, I think she'll be a good bridge between students and administration. Yeah. And I also think maybe that could be a good position to help the student athletes manage their, um, what am I thinking? Their NILs, if that's allowed. I was just going to say there's weird rules about that and they need to get rid of those weird rules and just make this a thing so that kids can, they don't need to get rid of the rules. They need to edit them very carefully because this is the friggin' wild west right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, yes, you're exactly right. But good for, I think, um, that made news because it's a unique position and I imagine it will not be the last. I bet she's the first of many. And it's thrilling to hear that she doesn't have to go overseas to play. Yes. Yeah. During the off season, because yes. now that makes me nervous. Yeah. I don't well, like not. A, I mean, you had the injury concerns before. And now you have the Brittany Griner concerns of never coming home. Yeah. It's oh. wild. She Brittany Griner, I heard, was moved to a different. Yes. Like it was basically it was like, like a penal like colony. From, it's basically like going from jail to prison. So now she's with in the prison. added thing of not knowing where she's going because it's Russia and they're yeah. crazy over there. Yeah. Like, and they like she, didn't tell anybody. Yes, but I think you, at this point, 
they know now. I hope so. I just, that whole thing just gets crazier and crazier. I think um, a lot wanna, about it. I Sometimes do too. I can't sleep thinking about it. I, yes. And I think people make light of that. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people out there who make light of that. And I'm with you. I think yeah. about it a lot. Um, do you want to end the podcast on a good note? Yes, please. Okay. Former Iowa State favorite Maddie Wise mm. spoke to her high school alma mater's boys basketball team over the weekend about what it takes to be successful in college and beyond. And I just thought that was really cool and good on Maddie for doing so. Yeah, that's nice. I missed her. She was a she was a fan favorite for sure. Yeah. Mm. I hope I hope she was well received. I bet she was. All right. Well, women's basketball Wednesday at you and I, and then the men again on Sunday. And I think the women are at home on Sunday too. So maybe it's a Sunday doubleheader in Hilton. Oh, Sunday fun day. I, you should check the schedule before you head up to Hilton for a doubleheader <sighs> because I don't have it in front of me and I don't want to get you missed. <laughs> Do you want me to look? Yes, please. Okay. I. The women play at 11. Cyclone women's basketball. Let's see. So they play on Wednesday. Yep, at you and I. See more. I just looked it up on Google. If you guys are wondering how to look this up. <laughs> Sunday, they play at 11. At Hilton, right? Let's see. Hard to tell. Hilton it's Coliseum. at Hilton. I know that. <laughs> oh, my God. This is falling off the rails. Yeah, it's at the Hilton. Cyclone men's basketball. I'm also they play at go- 5 o'clock. I'm Googling this. I'm faster is, than you. Uh, I already know the answer. It's an interesting thing. And they're going to play Milwaukee at 5 o'clock. And that is at the location of Hilton Coliseum in Ames, Iowa, United States. A Sunday fun day in Hilton, everybody. Woo! Hey, yo. Get your clone cones. Get your clone cones. Get your walking tacos for $12, whatever they are right now. Oofta. Oofta. Inflation. Listen, the price of food is going back down. So a walking taco should not cost $11 or $12. No. $12. no. Jamie, call us about you that. Could get, you could get a whole box of Doritos box of bags of Doritos for $12. Yeah. You could get four bags of full-size Doritos for $12. What? What if... What Put if it someone, in the cart. What if someone's walking around with a walking taco and a full-size bag of Doritos? <laughs> that would be epic. It would be epic. I kind of want to do it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Let's walk around. Let's wait, tailgate. Wait, why don't people actually do that? And I then, don't know. Then it's like a little salad. Yes. I mean, if if it's big enough, it's a salad. If you put enough lettuce in it, it's a salad. I agree. Walking tacos are salads. They <laughs> prove me wrong. Convince me otherwise. Walking Let's tacos ha- are salads. Uh, well, there is a football game on Saturday too at Jack Trice. I for- we forgot to mention. <laughs> <laughs> but- Oh my gosh. Well, we could go up to Jack Trice and eat our giant walking taco salad. Yeah. And just walk around the tailgate lots. I'm going to start to call them taco salads. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. You got Me anything too. else? No, I really like those potatoes at the at the football what? games. Those like potato spiral potatoes with cheese on them. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen those this year. I haven't either. <sighs> hope they have them let us know know give us the recipe it's just potatoes (laughs) (laughs) spiral cut potatoes all right i love you love you too go cyclones go state